Hello and welcome to This Podcast is Rigged with JW Riggs. I'm very excited for this episode. Um, I have the, uh, I have an awesome, awesome episode for you guys today. Uh, I get to interview uh, Christopher uh, Shaw and Thor Ramsey from the movie Church People. Uh, the movie's awesome. So how are you guys doing today? Good. Good thanks. Thanks Good. for having us. Awesome. Super excited to talk about the movie and uh, super excited to get other people to, to watch the movie when it comes out. Amen. We appreciate That's- that. And it's always, just for a note, it's always Christopher Sean Shaw. Shaw. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Shaw. <laughs> sounds well. I, I, years ago, I'm like, why don't you just go by Christopher Shaw? He's, no, it's Christopher Sean Shaw. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right, Mr. Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, and then I saw his Zoom name, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no worries no worries I've, I've been called uh different things is there another christopher shaw in the biz is that the deal uh no i just wanted to go by my full name uh there's there's actually a there's a lot of christopher shaws in the states charles yeah. shaws are you doing that just <laughs> however we're, we're broadcasting from memphis you're going with the, the accent there shaws. <laughs> um shaws. however there's only one other that i know of christopher sean shaw spelled the same way and he's actually about a year and three days older than me. He's a year and three days into his prison sentence, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to the other Christopher Sean Shaw, who um, he is right now. I think is still a Facebook friend. Oh, he's a Facebook friend. <laughs> yeah, I found him on Facebook. I was just I was just searching one day to see if I can find another Christopher Sean Shaw. And I found one, and come to find out, he was a year and three or Wait, four days old. lives or something? He's like, you guys, you want to trade? Parents no. have. <laughs> um, so I've actually met, surprisingly, a few other JWs, just different, like, not. I, I went to college yeah. with the JW. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, JW Morissette. Um, I went to college for acting, actually, not uh, behind the scenes just found myself more and more behind the scenes over the years and ended up enjoying it more but, i would never uh, put it that way christopher it's like i used to be an actor but some somehow i ended up more and more behind the scenes so i became a director <laughs> wonder how that happened <laughs> Why well, don't you ask my brother back, if you ask my brother who hates my acting <laughs> so uh shout out to my brother jason uh two years younger than me um thinks i'm a horrible actor so there you have it (laughs) but but he says he thinks i'm a good director so that i i I take that as a really good compliment i didn't what's your little brother do now what's he do what's his gig um what prisons he's serving in I, you know, I don't know. He's in Ohio. Um, I, that's you, where I grew up in Ohio. You don't know your little brother anymore? No, I, I know him. <laughs> I just, I have a hard time remembering what his job title is. So he works, he works at some um, manufacturing company or something like that. I don't know. Don't quote me. Um, so yeah, I don't know. So I don't know what. He but has a but thrilling job as a widget maker, and you're just not interested. Like, yeah, yeah, thanks. How's, how's the gig? Yeah, okay, whatever. And I will say this. Let me talk about my life. <laughs> I will say this. My brother is a very, very talented musician. Uh, taught himself how to play the guitar, and um, he can also play piano, organ. Uh, there's there's a handful of instruments he can yeah. play. So remember so, the next one. We need a soundtrack. We have to remember that. 
Yeah, so he's he's a very very talented uh, musician. Uh, no, that's awesome. My uh, my brother's a musician as well as well, where he could pretty much just pick up an instrument with me. I need like two three years to to actually learn how to play at least one song. <laughs> Yeah, and my, my brother can also um, play something by ear, which it, we both took piano lessons as kids. That so takes talent play. to play with your ears because they're, <laughs> they don't bend the way your fingers do. So they do amazing. not, and I think they get sore that's quicker amazing. too. So thankfully, I don't have that problem. But but uh, but yeah, so he can he can hear a song and then play it, and I did not have that skill. So like I said, he's very very talented. So shout out to Jason Chadwick Shaw. Jason Chadwick saw it's a yeah, family but he doesn't he doesn't go by the full name like I do but but that is his middle name <laughs> um now on to uh on to the movie so the movie was great I really enjoyed it so and uh, I was able to Thank watch you. it with my uh, my family we sat down we watched it we love a movie we could all sit down and watch so. and did your family feel the same way did they enjoy it as well yes they they really did uh nice we, we all loved it. We thought the cast was great. The story is great. Definitely something that needs to be out there right now. And how the, yeah, the cast is fabulous. Um, even this guy right here. fabulous. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it was the hardest thing for me to, what's first time I saw it, that was the hardest. That was the hard. I couldn't get through it the first time. Cause you're watching your own performance and you're like, Oh, you're just hypercritical of yourself. Generally. I assume that's the way it is. I assume most actors don't act in film and go, wow, I was really good in that. That was amazing. Man, I should do another film. Uh, I think it's generally, I got to do another film to redeem myself now. <laughs> See, I don't. But I'm glad they liked it and, and, and didn't notice that. But uh, <laughs> I don't listen to my own podcast very much. So <laughs> to see kind of like how I'm kind of the same way of like, oh, well, I sound like this. I need to sound like this type of thing. I just kind of roll with it, see what other people say. <laughs> I imagine it's a lot like, though, um, you know, the first time you hear yourself on a recording and you're like, I don't sound like that. And I've gotten so used to hearing my own voice now, believe it or not, that that doesn't phase me anymore. I would imagine being in a film's the same way. After a while, you're like, it, you get used to hating yourself. Um, now, <laughs> uh, this is. So far, this is an awesome interview. So. <laughs> um, now, the movie, I like that it's uh, this. You don't see too many uh, comedic Christian movies. A lot of them are dramas. So which those are great as well. Um, nothing against those at all. Um, but I like how you guys kind of took the uh, the turn of a heartfelt kind of, I guess some would say maybe a dramedy. So with that, and I really enjoyed that. So thank you. Uh, my question, I guess, uh, for both of you, how did this uh, project get started? Like, what was the first ideas for this and stuff? I'll let Thorfield, uh, Thorfield, uh, the first part of that. Well, it starts with a script. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, it does. So, yeah, yeah. Back in, uh, it was about 2008. I was monitoring low-budget uh, features. And uh, John Favreau, who writes and directs the mandalorian and he directed elf and iron uh, man uh, iron man and and uh he he was uh also a character actor he played uh you know well anyway he wrote and directed uh i think it, i don't know if it's his 
it was his directorial debut. I think it was, but he wrote and directed a film called Swingers, which was made for $200,000. It was, it was about, it was a buddy movie. Basically it was about a guy whose girlfriend dumps him and his buddies are trying to help him get over it. And it was a lighthearted, you know, it was kind of a comedic in its tone. And I liked the tone of the movie. And I thought, well, I want to, and it looked great, you know, it was made for 200,000, made $4 million at the box office. So I thought, I want to do that with the Christian subculture. And so at the time when I, uh, I actually had a career at the time and I had a manager who got me a um, meeting with Sony Faith. And so Tell I went in what your there, career I, was. What's that? <laughs> Tell them what your career was. Oh, I was a stand-up comedian. Yeah. <laughs> That's you so, might not uh, know that, and listeners yeah. might not know that. Oh, okay, yeah. That's, uh, being that I never had a career that went anywhere. I ha had a career that almost went somewhere. didn't quite go somewhere, but, I, you know, anyway, it doesn't matter now. I knew who you were. Yeah, I yeah. knew who you were. And that there explains the height of my career. <laughs> um, so, uh, but, uh, so Sony Faith, I go in there and I, I have two um, finished screenplays that are comedies that are for the general market. And, and, I, and I really think they're great scripts and good ideas. So I'm pitching those, thinking they'll bite these because who wouldn't love these? These are amazing ideas. And they're like, uh, this is Sony Faith. We want a faith, you know, and they were, they weren't, they were just general market comedies. And they go, we want a film with faith in it. So I'm like, well, I got this idea. I only had about 30 pages of the script. And I told them, it's like youth pastor in crisis. They're like, we want to see that. So I went, I said, give me a week. I went home and I wrote the script and, a guy over at Sony by the name of Josh Nadler uh, would get on the phone with me after he read the script and give me notes on the phone. And he walked me through five rewrites. He gave me notes on five rewrites. And at one point he goes, what it needs is a big idea. And so I had my antennas up for a big idea. And a friend of mine called me up one day. He says, you're not going to believe what this church is doing on Good Friday. They're having an actual crucifixion. I'm like, no way. And he goes, yes. And so we investigated it. And it turns out it was false. Uh, he had misinterpreted their advertising, which seemed like it was saying that, but it really wasn't once we dug into it further. But the fact that the evangelical subculture had gotten to the point with adding whistles and bells and trying to attract people to church that we would believe that a church in America would actually do that, all of a sudden, uh, well, there's my big idea. It's about a pastor who is always trying to attract people with the best of motives, but he's his gimmicks get crazier and crazier, and uh, and eventually he ends up in crazy land. And so that was the premise of the movie. And that's where I always begin as a scriptwriter is what's, what's an interesting idea? And then as a Christian, your worldview is well, I hope your worldview is there. I think in the arts, we need help with the theology. Theology and arts, they need to, uh, you know, somehow marry. Because in, in arts, you get a lot <laughs> of feelings with not a lot of foundational theology. Um, and then, or, or, or you get movies where people start with, what do I want to say? What's my message? Which I think is, a, in my opinion, that's not a good place to start a story. You start a story with, what's an interesting story? What, what's a story I want to tell that's interesting? And if, if your worldview is Christian, it's going to work its way into the story without you having to force it there. And that's how this film worked out for us. So that's, that's what started it. And then because I was interested in making an independent feature, I started looking for independent filmmakers and that's where Christopher <laughs> comes into the story. Pick it up, Christopher. 
So I was doing these quirky little videos with my pet goldfish called Goldie <laughs> the Goldfish. And I was connecting with comedians. No joke. This is a true story. And I was connecting with comedians like Thor Ramsey, Michael Jr., John Branion on Facebook. And I'm doing these little videos. And so I'm sending these videos like, you know, hey, who knows, you know, whatever. And so Thor and I have sparse communications back and forth, nothing major. And then all of a sudden, one day out of the blue, he tells he, he sends me a message and says, tell, tell me about your film background. And that was it. That was that was it. And I'm like, oh, what what's going on here? Like, what, like what, what what's he want to know? What, what what's happening? I was freaking out. And uh, and we were about 10 days away from me going to Southern California because I live in Northern California. So I was about to go to Southern California because I used to live down there and a lot of my contacts are down there. And I was going to work on a 168 film project. Shout out to 168film.com. Um, and I was going to work on, on my second 168 film project. And I was going to ask Thor if he wanted to come on the team uh, since we were connected on Facebook and I would have loved to collaborate with him. But um, I just I hadn't gotten around to asking him yet. And so here comes this message out of the blue. And it's a really quick message. And he's known for really quick messages. And I send him this long-winded answer. I don't even know if you read the whole thing, Thor. But he got to the part where I asked him if he wanted to join our 168 team. And his response back was like, that might work. Send me the dates. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was like super quick, super long for me. And um, and so anyway, um, you're, uh, I think your wife is uh, <laughs> messaging me on Facebook, Thor. Um, anyway, uh uh, so yeah, so uh, we worked on a short film uh, called Skip Listening, which Thor now has a feature link script for that we're pitching and ah. hopefully that'll get made. But if you have not seen Skip Listening, just go to YouTube and type in Thor Ramsey, Skip Listening, or my name, Skip Listening. Well, not the words my name, type in my yeah. name, Christopher Sean Shaw, Skip Listening, and, um, and, and you'll, you'll see it. It's on my YouTube channel, but it's a real, it's a great short film that highlights the deaf culture. And uh, so anyway, we worked on that. And that's when, while we were working on that, that's when he uh, told me about his script at the time was called Youth Group, um, now called Church People. But um, so he told me about Youth Group. And originally, do you remember this story? Originally, he wanted to direct and star in it. <laughs> and while we were working on Skip Listening, um, he said, yeah, I, I don't think I want to direct it anymore. And I was like, who do you want to direct it? Hoping he would say, well, you I could. And he's like, you could direct it. I'm like, score. And that's how I originally got the gig. Uh, no, that's that's awesome. Um, I really, I love the movie and I love the thing of we need to get back to talking about the Bible, not just being real flashy and showy about it. Is that something uh, with the church that I go to? We're not very flashy at all. We're just very, uh, very close to the bible about it very good about it to where we just need to we need to get it out there get people closer to christ is kind of and that's how i really resonated or i used the word wrong i really love the film i really got close to the film with that so. no that was a good word Res resonated yeah. Res resonated I can never say that word. But that's exactly what I was trying to say yesterday in an interview, and I couldn't say it. But you said it. That's exactly that's exactly the right word. Yeah, exactly. See, I usually can't say that word correctly, so I was I was trying. Yeah, I was like, oh wait, no. I was like, that no, is you got right. it. You got it, man. Um, but no, I, you I love our kindred spirits on yeah. pronunciations. I guess. 
I couldn't get it out. I still couldn't get it out today. I'm going to have to get into my phone dictionary and have it pronounce it to me. Um, but no, I mean, uh, it really kind of hit close with that. So I really enjoyed it. So it is a con. Now it is a comedy for listeners who haven't seen it yet, and it is a satire. Now the thing about satires is that I say this all the time: is you can only satirize what you love. Otherwise, it comes across as mean. Mm-hmm. If you watch a movie that's a satire and it feels mean, it's because whoever's writing it or directing it doesn't love the subject. Um, so when you love Jesus and His Church, and you're satirizing the church for a constructive, you know, purpose, it's going to cr- come across as as loving, and I feel like the movie hits that balance. I didn't. I don't feel it's mean anywhere. Um, so you know, that's why I, I. You know, for the most part, all the characters are redemptive, really. Um, but uh, no, I feel like. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I feel like. Um, well, I'm going to be a preacher one day, so I feel like I'm going to uh, hopefully be able to use this in lessons one day. This movie in lessons. So, I mean, uh, with. As I plan on going to Freed Hardman University for preaching and going on from there. So, so, uh, so I mean, I feel like uh, I could really use this in the future for a sermon. So, uh, but um, let's go ahead and uh, talk about the cast a little bit. So, uh, it has a great cast. I mean, Thor, <laughs> Ramsey, and then uh, uh, Donald Faison. I believe I'm saying his name correctly. Faison. Uh, Faison, Donald Faison. Donald Faison. Some of you may know him from uh, from Scrubs, and uh, he's also done quite a bit of other stuff. And uh, <laughs> uh, Stephen Baldwin and uh, William Baldwin are both in this. I had to make sure yep. I was getting the right uh, Baldwins. Leave <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, out the right brothers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, and then Aaron Cahill is in it as well and just a bunch of other awesome people so, joy fatone joy yeah. fatone honestly michael monks michael monks yeah and, uh joy fatone andriana manfredi i hope i'm saying her first name right it's <laughs> it's either andriana or andriana give me andriana andriana i don't remember <laughs> which one it is i'm pretty sure it's adriana and adriana adria not andriana but adriana no there's an n in there Andriana? Yeah, it's either Andriana. No, there's an N in there. Mm. Um, Anyway, she was great. Yeah, she was fabulous. (laughs) Didn't have to call her by her real name on the movie. (laughs) It worked out for us. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, So you might you might want to edit that part out. (laughs) That's not remembering how to say her name, but but if you find out how to say her name, you can like you could like. Oh, and then and William Baldwin's wife. Yeah, China Phillips. China Phillips. Yes. Um, I used to have her album back in the day. Really? Hold on for one more. Oh, I don't want to get a copyright strike. But, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I think I think the rule is you you can you can uh, sing a song for under so many seconds. It's either under thirty seconds or ten seconds. I think it's eleven, or it used to yeah. be eleven. Oh, eleven. Well, there you go. Like you got. I'll count it out, and you can sing as far as for eleven seconds. Yeah. Hold on for one more day. You really want to hear 11 yeah, seconds? No one would sue you for that anyway, Christopher, because that song's unrecognizable when you sing it. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so, uh, so how was working with the cast and everything? So. It was, well, they were pros. They were pros. I mean, when you, when you look at that cast, I mean, 
Uh, Michael Monks goes from the original trailer we made. Uh, you want to tell him that story real quick, Christopher? We made a trailer before see, the movie was did made. Did you see the, the proof of concept trailer that we did in 2010? Uh, I don't think I was able to watch it. I was going to, but I don't think I was able to watch that one. No, no worries. So in 2010, um, later in the year after he pitched the script to me, um, we decided to do a trailer script. So basically Thor took scenes from his existing draft at that time and put it together into a trailer script. And we, t- we spent a day. Um, and funny enough, we were at Calvary Community Church. Uh, shout out to Matthew Reithmeyer, who has a movie coming out uh, soon called Paul's Promise, his directorial debut. With really? Ryan O'Quinn starring. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he, yeah, Paul's Promise. It looks really good. It's based on a true story. Uh, so shout out to Matthew Reithmeyer and Ryan O'Quinn and Sherry Rigby and, and that cast and Paul's Promise. Um, Joth Riggs worked on that one too as a first AD. Joth is um, great, man. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, we uh, we did a proof of concept trailer and we shot it at Calvary Community Church, which is where we shot the movie six and a half years late or five and a half years later, I guess. <laughs> and um, and uh, yeah, so uh, Michael Monks played the senior pastor in that, and the only two actors in the uh, film from that trailer were uh, Thor Ramsey and Michael Monks. So uh, that was really cool that they got to retain the roles that they played in the proof of concept trailer, which uh, which really a lot of people liked that proof of concept trailer. Uh, most people liked it, and I don't know how yeah, many times I heard. So I was actually contacted by a, a youth conference. They wanted yeah. to premiere the movie. Like, well, I, I appreciate that, guys, but the movie doesn't exist. <laughs> it's just a trailer we made to try to get a movie made. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that 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 proof of concept was actually very instrumental in eventually uh, attracting Stephen Baldwin, and then eventually attracting the funding. So that that was very instrumental in that process. So, if there's any filmmakers out there who want to get your script done um i highly recommend a compelling proof of concept if you can pull a team together to do a really good one uh no that's that's awesome i've thought about uh filmmaking i really have uh that's something i wanted to do when i was younger and now i'm kind of getting back to that a little bit as well so great and if after, after seeing this after seeing church people that kind of i was thinking hey i mean they they did it it was awesome and i hopefully one day I could get kind of my story out there a little bit. So um, now well, Thor and I are available for uh, consulting. So <laughs> awesome. if, you need, if, if you need consultants, hit up Thor and I and we'll figure something out. Awesome. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm still in the, I'm still in the thing of actually getting up the word document and, uh, and typing something out. So, what what well um if you can get your hands on final draft okay that's that's the industry standard screenwriting software and it's very intuitive and user friendly so it does the spacing and stuff for you if you do it in word then you're going to have a, a really challenging time with the spacing and the proper format and then if you go to pitch it to somebody who knows what to expect from seeing a screenplay they might not look at it because it's not even in industry standard format so if you can uh, get your hands on final draft, if you can't, there are free softwares out there uh, like Celtics and stuff like that. That you, Thor, do you have a recommendation for a free software? Um, 
Well, I don't know if I have a recommendation for free software, but I do have a recommendation. It's a, it's a, I think there's a book. I think it's called Story Grid. A Story Grid. Mm. And uh, it's just the best uh, tool for helping you write the story out there, I think, right now. I, I did, I, you know, as much as people criticize, I like the save the cat method a lot. <laughs> Uh, because I come from the you know, first book I read on screenwriting was Sid Field's, uh, I think it was just called Screenwriter. Or Story. Or no. no the story is the oh, other guy. Story is the pretentious sorry. guy. I can't think of his <laughs> name right now, but I think Story is really pretentious personally. I just, you know, it's like, it's not, it's, it's their movies, people. You're not, I'm sorry, you're just not changing the world the way books do. Books are still <laughs> more powerful than movies. They just are. So writers, the, the writer is mightier than the film. And uh, I will stand by that. But um, anyway, I like I like Sid Field and Save the Cat really was inspired by Sid Field's methodology. And so and Save the Cat's by Robert Blake, right? Is, or no? Who 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 wrote? Uh, I can't think. He might be. He might be right. Or is that I the actor too? But the Story Grid guy, Story Grid, it works no matter what your genre is, whether you're writing a screenplay or a novel or any kind of story. It really really helps you hone in the story uh it's really really and it's it's a great read yeah so i highly recommend that um no that that is awesome. uh now uh i believe uh because of the zoom that we're in we only have about uh nine more nine minutes, minutes. So. and by the way i just looked it up uh save the cats written by blake snyder blake snyder uh i'll definitely uh look that up that sounds very interesting is that's something I've always thought about getting into. So uh, back to the movie, uh, I kind of sidetracked y'all for a little bit. That was uh, my fault. So um, you related. <laughs> um, but uh, so uh, one of my other questions: What? Um, um, it just so. Uh, what do you think this? Uh, what do you think people are gonna? take from this a little bit i mean we already talked about that but what do you think like throughout this year and stuff since it's been the last few years have been pretty rough for everybody what do you want people to take from this um i hope uh, they take a, a good time from it i hope they take a lot of laughs and i hope they learn something um i, I think this movie can work for both uh believers and non-believers uh because of the laughter uh, laughter is a unifying thing. Laughter uh, breaks the ice. It, it helps tear down walls that we have built up around our hearts and minds. Um, and I actually have a, a really uh, quick testimony of uh, right before I met Thor, I came out of a really um, bad situation with uh, roommates and I moved into a place by myself um, before I got married. And um, I was really feeling like the Lord was working on my heart and I needed to laugh. And so I had a, a subscription for uh, christiancinema.com, which uh, at the time they were uh, sending DVDs out like Netflix. And um, I was renting DVDs one at a time from their comedy section in alphabetical order. <laughs> and early in the alphabet is B for bananas. And Thor was the host of Bananas Comedy. And so I started devouring those DVDs. I was watching behind the scenes. I was watching the full show. I was watching the tape show or, or, or they had, cause they had the extended cut and then they had this, the cut for airing. 
and I was watching the behind the scenes stuff that they were doing and the interviews and and that's around the time I started connecting with comedians on Facebook. And um, I, I, because around that time, I thought, man, if I'm going to do a, something faith-based, it's got to be heavy and meaty and there's got to be tears and, you know, it's got to be like hard hitting. And um, as my heart was changing and I was laughing more and so forth, I, I realized there's a lot you can do with comedy. And so when we did Skip Listening, which is a comedy with heart, um, th that's what we did. I mean, because there are laughs throughout that short. But um, it has a really heart, powerful, poignant message to it that's weaved in very nicely. So I hope I hope people will laugh and I hope they'll have a good time. And, um, and it's coming out March 13th. Go see it. Yeah. They'll learn comedy can be hard hitting, too. Yes, they'll learn comedy can <laughs> be hard hitting, too. Yeah, because yeah. in one sense, the movie is a gentle rebuke. Yeah. To the idea that we have to add whistles and bells to the gospel to make it relevant, which is a ridiculous concept because truth is relevant to all people <laughs> at all times. And the gospel is the truth. So you don't need to dress it up. And you need right. to, well, your church, you know, you talked about your church. Tom Rainer has a, he had a book out several years ago called Simple Church. And that's the idea. It's like you don't need to over program your church. And, you know, it's, it's the idea that, what people find relevant is the truth. The problem with dressing the gospel up is that, uh, you know, somebody else said this, I don't remember who, but what you win people with is what you keep them with. So if you win them with a big show, so to speak, and a big overproduced service, that's what you keep them with. But eventually it has to get more exciting and more exciting and more exciting. But it does, you hit a glass ceiling at some point where you're gonna be crucifying a human being doing a good Friday service and it just doesn't work. Cause after a while, that's why the average Christian changes churches every seven years. And it's not because they have a spiritual growth problem. It's because what the church is attracting them with is this spectacle. And after a while, they don't, I don't think they consciously interpret it this way, but after a while, they're just going this, it feels the same. It's just, I feel stagnant and they feel that way because yeah, they, the church has hit a glass ceiling. So what do they do? Instead of pushing through and really, you know, getting back to what spiritual growth comes from, which is fixing our eyes on Jesus, uh, they go to a new church. And so it feels fresh for a while and the same type of stuff is happening. And then it lasts about another seven years. So in most, there you go, 21 years, three churches in 21 years. And there's someone's life instead of looking at church like a marriage where you're committed to life until God, you know, till death do you part in one sense or you know, if there's a moral failure, there's, there's reasons to leave a church. It's just that most people don't leave church for good biblical reasons. Most of the time they leave church for consumeristic reasons. Anyway, there's my little sermon. It <laughs> no, um, deals with that mentality. Uh, I agree. Um, I actually just did the math in my head and I was really thinking about that. I haven't really thought about that in that sense before. So that's uh, something very interesting for me to think about. Um, but uh, thank you both for being on the podcast. Thank you, everybody who uh, who uh, who sat down and listened to me talk to uh, Thor and Christopher for a while. And uh, super excited. Go check out the movie March thirteenth. Did I get that correct? Yeah. March thirteenth. Theaters. It's in theaters March thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth. And uh, through the Faith Content Network, uh, go to faithcontentnetwork.com, 
you can actually, uh, church leaders and pastors can see if their facility qualifies to host a ticketed screening event. So at faithcontent.com, if you want to host a ticketed screening event, um, see if your facility qualifies there. And then, um, um, and then stay tuned to churchpeoplefilm.com, churchpeoplefilm.com for alternate ways to see the movie as well. Sign up there and they'll keep you updated. <laughs> yeah, sign, yeah, sign up for updates. Yes. Sign up for updates at churchpeoplefilm.com. Well, uh, I'm just glad that I got to promote this movie. Is I really, I love it. It was awesome. My family loved it. So thank you guys so much. And thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us.